In the spirit of entrepreneurship and starting your own business, I've invited my friend Anna Swee to the podcast today. Anna is a guest expert in the Spiritual Business Incubator. And if you want to turn your life purpose into your business, go to messengerofspirit.com forward slash SBI to get your application in before the deadline. Anna is going to be helping you step into an abundant mindset and talk more about how to find your genius. Your genius lies in some of what we feel are the negative qualities that we might have, but really you can turn it into your genius. So stay tuned for this amazing episode with our guest. Welcome to Spiritual and Ambitious. I'm your host, Whitney McNeil. I'm a certified medium and spiritual teacher, and I help spiritual and ambitious souls just like you live your life purpose through your career and attract abundance by connecting into your intuition and spirit guides. Let's get spiritual and ambitious. Welcome to another episode of the Spiritual and Ambitious podcast. And I've invited my friend Anna to the podcast today. And I'm so excited to talk with her about scarcity and flipping the scarcity to abundance. And also these uncertain times, how you can have more certainty within yourself to manifest. Anna Sui is a founder of the Intuitive Business School, best-selling author of Shadow Magic, Turn Your Fear into Fuel and Create a Prosperous Coaching Business. And Anna's mission is to create abundant people who will then move society out of scarcity consciousness. Yes. She's a personal genius. <laughs> That's Anna. If you, if you don't know yet, she's already here. And she is a personal genius coach and international writer, speaker, and serial entrepreneur. I've had her as a guest expert in my spiritual business incubator. Anna, welcome to the podcast. Oh, so good to be here, Whitney. Thanks for having me. Mm -hmm. We've had some really interesting conversations, especially about how to take part of your shadow and make it part of your gifts and abilities. And I definitely want to get into that. But before we dive in, you pulled a card today from the Messenger of Spirit Oracle deck, yes. and it was Ascended the card of the Ascended Masters. Masters. Yes. I love this deck. So what do you get from that, Anna? I just think that we're always connected to Ascended Masters. I think we're always just a hair's distance away from profound wisdom and abundance. As like as much as we feel scarcity when reading the news, we're literally just a breath away from infinite wisdom. So that's what I got from your cards, Whitney, which I love and use almost every day. You always have something really powerful to say. I love that. I mean, do you feel like your Enneagram nine helps you with that? I feel like whatever comes out of your mouth is so eloquent and it's so inspired and it comes from spirit and you deliver it in such an impactful way. That's hilarious. I'm like a newbie with Enneagram, but I'll take it. Yes, okay. definitely. <laughs> I just wonder. I mean, I feel like I'm still a newbie as well, but I had to ask. So thank you for sharing that. I also pulled some cards, the heart chakra card, self-care. It's time for the self-care. So if you're listening in. You've got the messages of the Ascended Masters, it's time for self-care, and the empath, right? The alone time is important, so it's time to recharge, reflect, 
And also make sure that what you're receiving is coming from your own intuitive abilities and your spirit guides and sort of soaking up all the other people's stuff going on in the world, which can be a challenge for empaths. And today we're actually going to be talking about what some of the biggest challenges are and why a lot of intuitive people feel like they're struggling right now. Anna is so wonderful at bringing light to these struggles and really just working with them, not hiding from them, just confronting it head on. So let's dive into that because we are talking about certainty and abundance, but we can feel very uncertain and kind of stuck in this worry mindset or scarcity mindset. So what do you see so many intuitive people struggling with right now and why do you think it's happening now? Oh, so much struggle. So, you know, this it's, I guess it's a meme where it's a quote, you know, the struggle is real and it's used kind of tongue in cheek, right? Like doing everyday things, but it's become part of our vernacular. It's become part of the collective. It's like the struggle is real, right? Every day it, there's stuff we struggle with, but really, and we all know this deep in our soul, the struggle is not real. It is really not real as much as we identify in the struggle because I studied economics, you know, 100 years ago when I was in school. And I do read a lot about, you know, households, especially in the US now, and how three out of five are, you know, kind of living paycheck to paycheck. And a lot of people, like tens of millions of Americans are working second job, you know, so there's a lot in the zeitgeist about scarcity and Bitcoin's down, the economy, all of this stuff, right? And the thing is, as intuitives, the moment we have that thought or read that headline, and the moment that little like piece of scarcity feeling gets birthed within us, guess what? We completely plug into the collective scarcity and all the work that we've done with our spirit guides and all this stuff, it kind of goes out the window because there's this massive vortex of fear that isn't necessarily ours. And I think it's a good time to remember that is probably a lot of the stuff that you feel could be your parents. It could be your partners. It could be the collective worlds. And that is really important to acknowledge because I think a big part of our role is to recognize that and clear it for ourselves and for others, which is why like, I really think it's so important that the more we stay conscious because we can heal that paradigm. Because as spiritual people, we know that there is always abundance, always. And you know what? You know who's really, really, like, really salivating during these times, Whitney? People who are filthy rich. They're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to pick up all these stocks at a discount. I'm going to buy up all these businesses, all this real estate, all this stuff, right? So there are people now who only see abundance (laughs) and dollar bills. And there's no reason why we can't be that way either, right? So yesterday... I was listening to a playlist and I heard some lyrics from a song and it was saying that the mothers of your past are calling you for healing. The fathers of your past are calling for your healing. But the way I interpreted that was when you heal, you're healing these generations. You're healing the others that were in your family that have come before you, which I've always called the source point. But I heard you say it too. You were saying healing ourselves, but also healing for our family and for others too, which is really powerful. What's your take on that? Oh my gosh. I love that. You got to find that song. That sounds amazing. I'm going to dig it up. Yes, please do. Because every time I do, it's so true. Every time I do healing within myself, and then let's say I just spoke with my dad this morning before uh, this interview, and I can feel a difference with them. I mean, I can feel it energetically, even if I don't speak with them, but just having done this for years. So they haven't done any you know, self-help on their part, right? But I have. 
But I've noticed a huge difference in them because we're all connected, right? Especially to our family. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I mean, it's because I've done the work and the energy that connects us, it feels softer. It feels more full of love. It feels more forgiving. Whereas before it was very tight and toxic even. And when we're perpetuating good states of being, uh, a good mindset, we're perpetuating seeing the world in a different way. We're perpetuating maybe staying in the space of kindness when people are being you know, rude and whatever. That really changes the collective and it allows more energy in, let's say, the light, right, that people can pull from. And that's the same when you have ideas, right, and you speak them out into the world. It ends up in this kind of collective pool. That also affects and helps other people with their inspiration. So we're so connected. If only people realize how powerful just like them doing the work is or them choosing, let's say, patience with their kids versus, um, what was the other one, the other meme I saw, choosing violence, (laughs) right? But it makes a big difference. Mm. I've also, whenever I used to do readings, I would receive messages from loved ones in spirit who also said thank you to the person I was reading because the stuff that they were cleaning up themselves helped the person that was generations before them heal. Really powerful stuff. We can also send Reiki to our loved ones in spirit as well. And some people say, well, why would I do that? Well, one, it's a blessing, but also they might still need some healing too. So I just think it's really cool. I wanted to get your perspective on it. And there is this something I heard you say, vortex of fear, I feel like, (laughs) kind of happening. And it's addictive. I'm kind of addicted to it, (laughs) right? Yeah, it's, it's this little rabbit hole, I think, that we can go down. And kind of breaking the cycle is important. So I did want to ask you, what is the opposite of that? And what is abundance consciousness? And how do we access it? How do we kind of get out of this rabbit hole? The opposite of that is actually, so I think it's really important to acknowledge that the fear vortex is really addictive. Because the moment you talk to some your, your best friend or your neighbor or somebody about it, it's like, oh, yes, let's talk about this, right? So I think we all need to acknowledge as a part of us, it's kind of like an adrenaline junkie. I know I have it. I'm like, oh, what news is coming out now? And so that's completely our 3D ego. That's completely fine, right? But just know that it's like junk food. And sometimes the opposite, it can feel a little boring, Whitney. It's almost like, you know, sometimes our intuitive voice it's not as loud as our ego voice, but we know that the intuitive voice is what gets us you know, really a balanced life, a happy life, an abundant life. And so the opposite, I think, of that fear vortex, it's really walking the earth without worry, without doubt, without anxiety, and just knowing that whatever you need, you have, and you can call upon it. And it's a really different energy. It's like very clear. It's very direct. It's very almost like neutral, right? I was talking to my students about this yesterday and I was like, you know what it's like being in your creator energy? It's like going to like a luxurious fine dining Michelin star restaurant, right? And being having the best service and knowing that whatever you order is going to come to you and it's going to be great. That's what it's like. And it takes a different level of our being to be able to be in that space and enjoy that, right? Because our ego might still want to be rough and tumble and gossip. But there's like a bigger part of us that's like, oh, this is how it, <laughs> this is how I was meant to live, right? And things are easier just because you're not worrying and you're not anxious. Mm, that feels really good. Well, this brings up another thought. 
do you feel that this or something else is why spiritual intuitive people kind of get stuck or what kind of keeps spiritual people stuck and we get in our own way from accessing this place? Oh my gosh, that's such so important of a topic. Remember eons ago, Eckhart Tolle, (laughs) Oprah's book club, and he talked about the pain body. And I think as healers, we have generations, lifetimes of this pain body that in this lifetime, we're really, really meant to heal. And we've done a lot of healing on it. But what I found is there's still this hesitation to call upon our blessing. Like you said, you know, do Reiki, it's a blessing. It's a blessing for generations, right? Before, in the past, and in the future, in the present. And I really feel like there's a hesitation for spiritual people to say, okay, I am ready for my divine inheritance. I'm ready to really thrive and feel good and choose to feel good, even though there might be a little period where it feels weird to feel good and it feels weird to not worry. I did a a worry detox uh, probably about 10 years ago. I'm still doing it because I realized uh, I I had these like bouts of depression. I just couldn't leave the house. You know, it was pretty bad and it kind of runs in my family, PTSD. And I read some research from the UK from the Human Givens Group. And basically they study the brain and they're like, a lot of depression comes from us worrying because when we worry, it opens this loop in our mind because we're worrying about taxes. We're worrying about our kids. We're worrying about the environment. We're worrying about all these things. And all those loops don't get closed. And so our mind is so tired every single day for years and decades that, you know, stuff like depression, it, it's a result of that. And so I was like, oh, I cannot worry, right? And like when I did that, it took a long, it took years. I'm still working on it, but I felt the impact so profoundly. And it's actually not difficult. It's simple, right? But it's something that you have to really want for yourself, I liken that wanting of my mental health to me wanting to thrive financially, to me wanting to thrive physically. And so I think it's activating that, like, I want it. I really want it. I really want to make this much money, right? I really want to be stable and abundant in my income, whatever it is, and to allow yourself to really want it and go after it. Because what I see now is a lot of people, they like work in energy and you know the their launch or their book it feels so good but the actual like wanting to make it happen it's not really there and you have to really desire it because the people who really get what their goals are what they want is like they really really desire it and they believe they can they deserve it and they go out and get it mm. i had to ask you this question i know all the listeners are thinking about this how do you really and maybe this is too big of a question to really dive into, but any kind of nuggets on this, how do you really know what you desire? Like really, like you feel it, you know it, it's, yes, this is what I want. How does that feel? And how do you know? Exercise. Can I share my exercise? Please share your exercise. Actually, I'm going to pause here. I want to share your exercise when we come back after this really quick break. So stay with us and Anna's going to give us these actionable steps. As a professional psychic medium, I've done tens of thousands of readings, but I felt a call to move more fully into teaching intuition, but I still get so many requests about doing readings. So while I don't do readings anymore, I have brought in some very trusted colleagues who are now available for live one-hour readings on Zoom. 
If you would like to book your psychic medium reading, go to messengerofspirit.com forward slash appointments to see our available readers and schedule your Zoom reading today. Thanks for staying with us. I'm here with Anna Sweet, and she's getting ready to give an exercise to help you really get clear on your desire. Because when you really desire something and you're very clear in it, that's when you manifest. So Anna, please enlighten us on this. Oh my gosh, this is so much fun. It actually came to me when I was teaching a class and it began to reveal itself to me as I was speaking. And I was like, this is a great exercise. So it is from our divine. It's from, it's from, this is straight from source, everybody. Okay. So if you can just imagine that, let's say you just won the lottery or you have lots of money just fell into your lap, right? Magically. And so you're like getting ready to spend this money. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to buy a new house. I'm going to get a private jet. I'm going to go on vacation. So I want you to just spend the money right now, right? So you just received, I don't know, $100 million. And I want you to spend it in your imagination right now on all the things, right? So you know that excitement. It's like, oh, I'm going to buy my parents a house. I'm going to buy my kids a house, all this stuff. Spend it, spend it, spend it, spend it pay for all the trips, buy all the homes, redo your your wardrobe, all the stuff. And so let's say a period of time goes by in your imagination, you're settled, you've got all the fun toys, everyone's set up for life. Then what do you do? You have everything, right? You literally have everything. You don't need to work a day in your life. What would you do? What do you really want to do? Do you still want to write that book, right? Are you, you know, still excited about taking your kids on vacation? You going on vacation? Do you just actually want to just buy a small cottage and live there, right? Do you really want to have a farm? And maybe that's the place that you stay the most. So that's when I think after you've spent all the money on all the stuff that you kind of is fun and that you think you want, and then you get kind of bored, what is it that's really important to you? Especially that keeps your interest right? Because that also connects to your genius. Like there's a part of our genius I can't help but want to do certain things, you know, like explore or go on adventures or paint or write books, whatever it is. So after you do this exercise, you spend all the money, the imaginary money, what is it that you really want? That's what you really want. And a lot of times we go after the big stuff because society kind of makes us want to, and it's really exciting, right? But we're kind of wasting our time going after that stuff because the stuff that we find really fulfilling is after we spent all the money and whatever. And it's the stuff that we really, really crave doing that we find really interesting. That's really great. I've got a question because I've worked with some people before and I've been in this place before too. So what if you do this exercise and you come up to this place and you're like, I still don't know. Can you give one tip to help people who are still not really sure to help them connect in. Yeah, I would actually say that part of you that doesn't know, that's a shadow part. And that's a shadow part probably from back in the day. And it's just that you you kind of knew, but you were afraid to say, or you're probably gonna get yelled at or something. And so you're like, I don't know. I don't know. So I actually think that um well, you know, heal that part through shadow work or, you know, inner child work or tapping or whatever works for you. I find it easier to kind of go into the space of, okay, I do know. So like jump into the frequency of, I do know what I want. And it really allows that confusion to ease because that confusion isn't real. It's part of your ego. And so if you allow yourself to just kind of have this mantra of like, I do know what I want. I do know what I want. You're going to find that every day you're going to be like, you know what? I really want this for dinner. I don't want that for dinner. 
right? Or someone's going to ask you, like, do you want to go get a coffee? And you'd be like, yeah, I do. Or no, I know. So like being in that frequency, if I do know, you'll slowly get to know, to know, to know. But yeah, that's just a shadow aspect. You do know. I guarantee you, you do know. Yeah, the soul knows, right? We just need to really kind of align our all of the things, all of our bodies to that knowing. I love that you said the shadow. So can you tell our listeners a little bit more about what is our shadow for those that are coming to this podcast going, this is my first time. What does that mean? Oh, yeah. The shadow is, it's a big concept in psychology. And um, I think it was like Carl Jung or something. It's, it's basically the unconscious part of ourselves. And it's like the deep, deep unconscious part of ourselves that's been programmed by cultural beliefs, by society, by also our experiences in childhood. So there's this kind of notion that before age seven, that's how our personality is. It's already set by then. How you see the world, how you view relationships, how you treat other people in yourself, how you view yourself. I mean, it's already set by age seven. And who is the biggest influencer? It's your parents. It's the people who grew up with, right? And so a lot of our shadow aspects are these like parts of us that are kind of unconscious. And, but they're really the ones, these parts of us, these unconscious beliefs, right? Around love and money and work is easy, work is hard, the world is good, the world is bad. That's actually what's running the show. And that's actually what's running your business, believe it or not. So it's really good to be conscious of that inner voice, you know, to be conscious of your deeper beliefs. And if you just uh, look up shadow work or inner child work, you'll find a lot of research and stories and tools uh, to help you understand this little person that's running your life and how to not have that little person run your life. <laughs> I like that explanation. And you also mentioned genius. I know that this is something that you talk about quite a bit. You've helped my students in Spiritual Business Incubator really understand their genius is very powerful. Can you share with our listeners what is our personal genius? It's different for everyone, but what does that mean? I love this because everyone has a genius and it's not what we think. We've been programmed you know, by the world to be like, oh, you need to have a certain IQ, right? And you kind of need to be like a white dude, right? To have this level of recognition for your genius. But genius isn't just, you know, mental IQ base. That's a really small fraction of the whole being that you are, as we know now with heart math and, you know, like just our, uh, our soul, our divine selves, like our lineage, there's so much to us. So my definition of genius is the natural personality of your soul. And so if you feel into it, right, everyone's soul is different and everyone is uh, almost like inwardly obsessed with certain things in life. So some people are obsessed with adventure and finding new things. Some people are kind of, and I use that word very particularly because I know that I'm so obsessed, and I think you're like this too, with certain aspects of personal growth and learning about myself, that even if I was bedridden, like I would still be thinking about this, right? If all my limbs do not work, I would still be consciously thinking about this and maybe researching it and speaking it out loud. So we have these certain proclivities that we're kind of obsessed by. And some people might be building things. Some people might be analyzing, optimizing things. So be aware of these natural tendencies and inclinations that you have, because that's part of your soul genius. And that's part of, if you're running a business, especially a part of a big reason why people want to hire you, right? So let's say I'm a coach. So there's like a million different coaches, but because of my genius, my obsession, 
with being able to analyze and help people really see themselves, they're going to want to work with me over someone else, right? My people. And so just notice what you kind of have are like soul obsessions. We tend to have been shamed uh, when we're younger. One of my clients, he, he truly, his soul is an adventurer and he needs like to explore new places and different places. It just makes him come alive. But he got into a lot of trouble when he was younger because he would just disappear as a kid. And that's really scary for a parent, right? And then when he got married, he got in a lot of trouble because he now has ADD, right? He can't do the thing. And so because we get shamed for a genius, we kind of lose touch with it. But if we can truly allow ourselves, our soul to do what it wants to do from this place of love and acceptance, we find that uh, we bring a lot more interesting things into our business. We feel more full and alive. Like when people say like, my cup is full, I think it's because you actually let your soul do and explore what it wants to explore. And then you immediately tap into abundance because you're in a flow state. You know, when you just get lost in your thing, when you get lost, you know, researching, reading a million books and stuff, you're immediately in a flow space. You're immediately in abundant space. It's just really cool. Ah, so many light bulbs are going off for me on this. One of the things I was thinking about, yes, if somebody says you just have to sit there, I'm going to be thinking the whole time. I'm going to be questioning the meaning of life. I'm going to be doing all the things, definitely. Talking to your spirit guys, why am I here? (laughs) 100%. I mean, even when I had my surgeries last year, I was sitting there like trying to talk to my spirit guys and they're like, hey, let's like have you just rest for now. That's hilarious. 100%. But, you know, one of the things I noticed when I was a child, and I think this might resonate with our listeners, I loved, and not necessarily the specific thing might resonate, but it might. I loved talking to animals. And I thought, how cool would it be for another species to communicate with me? So I would sit there and try to like beam my thoughts and energetically communicate. And I'm still like that today. But what that says about me is, oh yeah, I talk to spirit. I'm also learning this other language that people don't think can really happen. It's not really a language or you can't really communicate with animals. And I'm like, yes, I can watch (laughs) or yes, I can. So thinking about your life for our listeners and something like that came up in childhood, I really love how that can be your genius. But really look at the deeper mechanism of that, Whitney. It's so brilliant. First of all, it's not normal, right? (laughs) Which is great. But the mechanism is you have a desire to communicate with other beings, right? And you feel that there's a possibility there. There's something about your internal sensory that's like, oh, that can happen. Oh, let me beam out stuff and receive, you know, so there's a whole internal mechanism, which is part of your genius in that process. And you're right. It's exactly what you use to communicate with spirit and in all the work that you do. Mm-hmm. And so like, that is absolutely part of your genius. Your soul genius is that construct. Yeah. That's so interesting. I also am, you know, laughing and kind of like, haha, I've won because we have this. Well, my parents have this dog. I call the dog the family dog. And the dog just acts like I'm the mom. So every time I go there, the dog will communicate with me, know what's going on, sticks to me like glue. And so I love to look at my family and say, see, I, I can communicate with these, <laughs> these beings and energy. <laughs> I had to throw that, that in there. Okay. So I want to ask you, Anna, how can people work with you and find you and learn more about how they can tap into their personal genius and access part of their shadow and bring it to the light? Mm -hmm. 
Um, I actually give half my book away for free. My publisher doesn't know this, but if you go to annasui.com, A-N-N-A-T-S-U-I.com forward slash book, I think you can download it. It's nothing fancy. It's just, you know, like a PDF. Um, and if you like it, you know, you can buy it uh, on Amazon or wherever you like. And I am not on social media as much, but if you connect with me on Facebook or Instagram, I do um, post a few things and I do send out newsletters so you can uh, sign all sign up on my website if you like. Mm, thank you. And I will link to that in the show notes. That's annasweet.com forward slash book. But before you leave us, Anna, I did want to ask you, how does being spiritual and ambitious show up in your life? I think I know that the more confident I am in what I believe to be spiritually energetically true, I see that in my world almost instantly. And so now I am much better at not getting caught up with 3D reality. And I can say that I have like solidly at least one foot right in the spirit, you know, in the spirit realm. And I'm confident that uh, the work that I do there just with visualizations, energetically, like you mentioned, sending Reiki, speaking to spirit guides, I know that that I can feel how big that is and the impact that has on my 3D reality. And so it took some time to get there. I'm really happy about that progress. And I think it gives me a level of confidence where I have this detachment, right, from all the stuff that happens in 3D. So like I mentioned, I get, I love the kind of fear vortex sometimes and it gets, but it's with a many times removed. I'm kind of looking at it as like this being that's like what's going on on earth, right? And it doesn't affect me mentally, emotionally, physically as much uh, as it used to. And I think that level of, I guess, you might be confidence or whatever, it affects other people in my life because they're like, why isn't she worried about this? There must be something, you know, there must be, maybe it's not a big deal. And at the end of the day, that's really good because we're grounded in this more stable place. Mm. And you had talked about how you don't really have that fear or worry in your business anymore. And you've really stood into that abundance consciousness. And would you also say that it's that inner certainty that you have inside that really just continues to attract more clients into your business? Oh, yes. At any any time that I want them, I know, I know. And that's a big difference between Anna now and Anna before is I know whatever I do will be successful before I do it, right? And that doesn't mean that I don't get crickets. You know, every time I launch anything, crickets, right? But you know that inner certainty, I know it's going to be successful. So why don't I just send a few emails? Why don't I just make a few phone? You know, it's the same thing that I used to do, but from this really different place. And I really, and this I I think would be a core message uh, for your listeners, Whitney. It's like the name of the game really is cultivating your inner confidence, it's not about, you know, how much money can I manifest or how many books can I write? It's when I do the thing and let's say it looks like no one cares. Are you using that as an opportunity to cultivate your inner power and your inner confidence? Because that is truly your creator energy. And so you have to love that so much, like really love cultivating that inner confidence because that is the total game changer. Not anything else that you do, that inner confidence will always, always work out for you and always, always have you out on top, no matter what the economy looks like, right? Or whatever anything looks like, whatever your bank account looks like, that inner confidence is the closest thing to source energy, God energy. Mm. 
That's a beautiful message. Thank you for sharing that. Definitely a core message we can all take away. Well, thank you, Anna, so much for being on this podcast. And I've truly appreciated it. Everything you say, I feel like the energy, I could just feel it. Just so good. I know our listeners will too. Oh my gosh, so much fun. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, absolutely. All right. If you want to check out Anna's book, which I highly recommend, I will link to it in the show notes. Next week, I'll be back with a brand new episode. But until then, here's to staying spiritual and ambitious. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. And if you loved it, would you please share it with a friend? I would also love your review and a reminder to subscribe so you never miss an episode. You can find me at messengerspirit.com and you can take the four intuitive languages quiz and find show notes there too. If you want to connect on YouTube, Facebook, or Instagram, you can find me at messenger of spirit. If you want to continue the conversation, join my free Facebook group at messengerofspirit.com forward slash group. I'll meet you right here next week. Here's to staying spiritual and ambitious. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.